This is your pal Daffy Duck, and you're watching. You're watching. We're watching. You're watching Fanboy. 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 Fanboy, etc. Fanboy Nation. God, I assume Tom. This man started his career writing about an overgrown child because his mom got struck by lightning that starred Robin Williams and Jack. And now he's killing everybody as much as he can with all the Purge uh, series that's going on. James DeMarco, how are you? Uh, James DeMonaco, how are you? Yes, sir. Hey, I say good, good. How you doing, man? I'm good, man. You start with Jack, you go to the negotiator, and then you're like, you know what? I'm sick of society. Let's kill everybody. Absolutely, dude. Yeah, I got a. Uh, there was too much good feeling in Jack. I had to, I had to repel that and come up with something very uh, nihilistic and uh, and then go 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 all against Jack. No, no, it's uh, yeah, it was a weird. Uh, I don't know how the turn of events happened, but I guess Jack was the anomaly. Uh, I wrote that for a buddy in film school. He didn't end up directing it, and then uh, so when I did Negotiator and Assault on Precinct Thirteen, and then Purge was more in my wheelhouse of loving, you know, the genre guy. So it was more more what I love. Well, listen, you're having fun. There's eight iterations if you count the short films and the uh, and the TV series. But we're talking about the home release for The Forever Purge because, you know what, one night's just not good enough. <laughs> Absolutely. Dude, you know, I, I realized that I couldn't, do it. I couldn't do the same thing again. It couldn't just be one night. And I also knew that, you know, violence is like a virus. It could spread if we don't contain it properly. And I always thought the government thought they can contain it to one night. So it, it, the Forever Purge was kind of a natural extension with the socio-political commentary that uh, once you let people, you know, live lawlessly, they're not going to just want to do it one night. They're going to go all the way. So I needed more than one night, absolutely. Right. It's like the vampire gets a taste for blood. That's it. You know, wants it. Exactly. Exactly. That's a perfect metaphor. Yeah. Once these people get a taste, these so everybody's fleeing the country, and uh, yeah, and here we have the forever purge. Yeah, you can't stop it. Did you think that seven years later, or now eight years later, actually, this would be, like still be this multi-film uh, and television franchise? Not. I, I, I mean this wholeheartedly. We didn't perceive this. My producer and I, Sebastian Lemercier, we thought when we first made Purge One, when I first wrote the script, I should say, we thought we were making a little indie. Uh, that would play at a couple theaters in New York and L.A., but we were told from, we, look, we looked it up, we had 37 financiers who passed on the script saying it was too anti-American, and we really thought we were making this tiny little indie when Jason Blum saw something more in the conceit that he thought could be, uh, you know, something that we could release <laughs> across the world. We did not see that, to be quite honest. So, no, Sebastian and I are more surprised than anyone that this thing is still going on. Yeah, don't lie, man. I know you saw Saw, and then you're like, if they can make 17 of these, I can do the same. <laughs> I can top that. I got to go back to, to you know Jason versus when it comes to Manhattan. Yeah, I got to beat. I got to beat the Friday the Thirteenth series. Yeah. No, dude, really, I mean that wholeheartedly. We really thought we were making this tiny little weird, dark indie. Played a couple of festivals, and to see that it was bigger. I give Jason credit. He saw something that we did not say. We thought it was just a small, dark thing. All right, listen, crazy. Jason goes to Manhattan. He eventually goes to space. When are we going to space? Or are we just Dude, space it. Well, I do want to go to Europe. I want, I want, I want to bring purging overseas. You know, American culture does spread. Right. A great amount, good, good parts of our culture spread across the country. Bad parts spread too. So one of our worst parts would be the purge if it spread to another nation. So we have discussed that. And then after we go to another country, you're right, dude, space is next. <laughs> space station purge. And then at some point we have to go under the sea, you know, to go after the yes. Dude, this, it could, it could go on forever. <laughs> you know. You know, purge the third dimension. <laughs> we could do like a Twilight Zone, right? Someone falls like the little girl lost episode. She falls into a purge world. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. 
But you're having fun doing all of this. You seem like a level-headed guy, but you know you are you are a guy from Jersey, so you know you want to take. Staten Island, New York. I'm a New Yorker. <laughs> I know, but you know we got we got to rub it in just a little bit because you know you get like that, for it, and then you're going to sit there and like you're going to take somebody's head off because it's like you know art imitates life type deal. How many people are getting mistaken for these Jersey people? You know. I like you're a crazy man. I like it, dude. You fit right in. Yeah, see. Yeah, until you, until we find out you're a Jets fan, and then like you can't complain about Jersey ever. Dude, it's true. I am a Jets fan. I'm a Yankee fan, a Ranger fan, and a Jets fan. I don't know how that happened. Yeah. Isn't like if you have to be a Jets fan, don't you have to be a Mets fan? That's what that's what people say. That there's an alignment between the Mets and the Jets. So I don't know. I should have fallen, I guess, into the Giants, but I fell into the Jets, and it's been a terrible run yeah. of 20, what, 20 years? Well, I, I should say I that long, but pretty bad. You're too lazy to spell more than three letters or four letters at that point. <laughs> Absolutely, exactly. <laughs> but the Yankees got a shot. Listen, I'm holding on to my Yanks this year. I got some hope. There you go, man. You know, but when you sit there and you realize that now it's forever purge, you know, it's the taste of blood. One night is enough. We're going all out. This is... You know, this is a murderous Mad Max universe at this point. You know, mm-hmm. does your mom look at you and go, maybe we should have sent him to Catholic school instead of... Yeah, so she, so yeah she did. She decided not to send me to Catholic school. She probably wants me to go to Sunday Mass, exactly, and, <laughs> and get exercised of my demons. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> you know what's so funny? It's like I'm terrified of guns, and that's why I wrote The Birch. So it's the ultimate horror film for me. Mm-hmm. I can barely sit on set with all these guns around me. So it's... Uh, it's a very funny thing in that uh, I've always, that's literally where it came from. It came from my own nightmares of I hated guns. So I was like, what's the worst thing that possibly could happen to me is that everyone had a gun and was le- was legally allowed to use it. So that's where it's, that's one of the places it was born from. So uh, <laughs> um, it's my own nightmares. I'm purging. You take the sixth movie or seventh movie into Texas. Because- what's that say again, dude? Yeah, I, I said, and with the seventh iteration, you take it to Texas because yes. – you know, that's where all the guns are. That's where the guns are, right? That would be the worst place for me to be because there's too many guns there. <laughs> Absolutely. No, exactly. That would be my worst nightmare. place for you, to be honest with you. That's true. I, yeah, you're right. To protect me, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, the important thing is, is that the movie is available now on Blu-ray and, and, uh, and uh, str- I'm sorry, digital. Yep. You get to sit there. Uh, Halloween's right around the corner. You said guns scare you. What else terrifies you? Oh, dude, the guns, the two top things for me, guns, that's a real thing, I guess, uh, obviously, but uh, demon possession is nothing scary to me. Okay. You put me in front, any film that has a demonic possession, maybe this is the old Catholic in me, mm-hmm. is uh, I uh, I stand by the greatest horror film ever is The Exorcist. It's not even a film to me, it's a traumatic event. So anything that falls into that world is, um, that's my Halloween. That and guns are my two scares. Listen, man. The the Exorcist. I saw the twenty first twenty first or twenty fifth anniversary re release in theaters. Director's cut. I slept with the lights on in the house for three weeks straight. Dude, absolutely. I'm gonna say I can't even. My sister and I were just talking about this. If it's on cable, I have to rush by it for fear of if I see her face, Linda Blair's face, Reagan's face, and later in the film, I can't. I won't sleep. To this day, I still won't sleep from that. So it's it, like I said, it's a traumatic event. I don't think I slept my whole childhood when I saw it. So. uh my God. And they're remaking it. Blumhouse is, well, not remaking it. They're extending the, the franchise, I should say, which is uh, pretty amazing that Jason set that up. For sure. All right. So I'm going to tell you the scariest ver- version of The Purge that would ever exist for me. Okay. Purge, the musical. <laughs> Dude, I'm not, 
not going to lie to you. It's been spoken about. Listen, movie musicals terrify me. Like, <laughs> I can handle it on stage, but then you just break out into song and dance. Like, I'm originally from San Francisco. Someone breaks out into song and dance in the middle of the street. I'm thinking, like, all right, they're on drugs. Cross the street and go the other way. <laughs> so, right, so that's right. So it's like a psychedelic drug trip, a movie musical then. Yeah. I had to get used to it, I'd say, in life. I've grown to somewhat, I'm not a huge musical person myself, but I'm with you. When I first started seeing musicals, it freaked me out that people were just singing like this. I didn't get it. Yeah. I was, uh, <laughs> so, you know, so something like Hamilton. Have you seen the, the movie version of Hamilton on Disney? Uh, yeah, but it's a stage performance, so it's different. It's like, I can gotcha. it on stage. But gotcha. Like, if it, like 1776, where they're actually in Boston. Yes. I saw that in the theater. My parents took me to the theater to see that movie. I'll never forget it. Yeah, yeah. They, sh- they showed it to us in school. It freaked me out. I'm like, why is Benjamin Franklin singing? <laughs> That's a great... Listen, we'll do it. We'll scare the hell out of you. Do Purge the Musical, but we'll shoot it. We won't do it on stage. And then we'll be truly make something scary. <laughs> so long as I get to do a set visit, man, that's what that's what. Of I'm course, doing. dude. I'll tell you if we do it. I'll tell you. <laughs> James, you got some deleted scenes before I let you go. Uh, what's one of the deleted scenes that you wish could have made it into the final cut that wasn't a bonus on the Blu-ray, but just didn't fit the narrative? Oh God, I had something I wrote. I had something I wrote that we couldn't shoot because we ran out of money. That we had some uh, bungee purges, people that would purge from. Uh, scaffolding hanging off buildings that I swear if we do another movie I will get it in the film but that was my big regret we had bungee purges popping up and down at all the streets of Texas uh, in El Paso in the final sequence and uh, we prepped for it and we ran out of time and both Everardo the director and myself were very sad that we uh we did not get a chance to do all. We had it all set up in these great outfits, and they were popping up and down with the chainsaws and flamethrowers through the streets of El Paso. And it was uh, I do I do have regret that people didn't get to see that. So if we do 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 another purge, I promise people there'll be some bungee purging. Well, we're looking forward to the next installment because I know it's coming. But here's the thing: this is ready for Halloween. So watch Forever Purge on Halloween, and then the next day go to confession on All Saints Day, and we're square. Yes, absolutely. Go to confession. That's what I'm going to do. Where can, we, where can we find you on social media if we want to connect with you? I don't have, I've been told I have no social media footprint, so I do apologize to anyone. I'm um, oddly old school that way. I just have an email address, which I probably shouldn't give. So, um, but always through the Blumhouse website is probably the best. That's the, or the website or, or Jason Blum's Twitter account. If someone wants to get to me, Jason usually forwards me stuff through that, and uh, I think that's public. Perfect. So, yeah. There we have it, man. James, thank you so much for your time, man. Forever. Oh, see, thank you, man. On, uh, on home video, you know, home entertainment. And uh, it's been a blast, man. Thank you, man. Enjoy. Thank you, brother. We'll talk soon. You got it. I'll Bye-bye. Talk to you later. Bye.